Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there are called good. The old Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. (laughs) Love is in the air. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Indeed. How are we doing on this Wednesday? I'm doing good. We're doing good? Yeah. Wow, good. That's, a, that's, a, that's a look for you. Yeah. Some of us are doing better than others. Mm. Uh, Jeff Rust is here today, and what a special day it is for Jeff Rust. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Yeah. You were ducking us yesterday. <laughs> you didn't yeah. want to admit what was happening today. Hey, I'm here. I pay off my bets. It is today is the payoff day for the Pac-12 Bull Pick'em Challenge that we did, mm. where Jeff Russ finished in a distant third place. Yeah, it wasn't close. It really wasn't. The drama was out of it. I tried to on the unveiling of the Bull Pick'em finale. I tried to. I think like the first add drama, but there was none. So, there was none. Yeah, there I, there was bad. Yeah. It was very bad. It was bad. Um, but you took last place, and the bet was. You had to grow out facial hair for a full month. You had to have a mustache for That's a month. That's typically an, an issue for me. But. M- mustache bet. Had, had, had to have a nice palette to work with. There, actually, the drama was who got to shave the mustache mm. between you and me, Danny. Mm. And it was a couple of games that we got away from us at the end. And I, I ended gotta, up having the, the, the honors. honor to shave Jeff Russ's mustache any way I saw fit. I think I'm happy it went the way it went mm. that you won. No, you want to know why? Because <laughs> Danny had the exact same thought that <laughs> I had. We we both came together on this. We went You you both were going to go reverse, huh? Everybody yeah. everybody, everybody assumed because Danny planted the seed very early that you were going to have Hitler stash. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was like I, I we, we we both did I a got, what do you think and I went reverse Hitler. And yes. yes. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> Because when everybody expects the Hitler stash, 
I went no. So you have, uh, for just the radio listeners, you have only your handlebars. Your Fu Manchu yes. is is down. Michael Jordan, he already pulled off the Hitler stash in the Haynes commercial. You know what he can't pull off? That right there. Yeah. Nobody has tried to pull that off Jeff Rust. And you have that going on your face right now. You you look like a you know the kid who always has like the Kool-Aid ring around his <laughs> lips in the summertime. <laughs> You're that kid, but it's just hair around your face. Hey, look, I got to say it it could be worse. It it, uh, it it could? It could be worse. I mean I mean I'm not making any stops on the way home, but you know it could be worse. I think you should. So for those watching on youtube.com slash 1080 AM, the fan, uh, you can see Jeff Rust with his reverse Hitler stash where it's just the middle shaved. He's got a yeah. nice little racing stripe down there. Well, and I believe Danny does have the footage and also a photo, so I'm sure that'll probably get posted on the socials as well. well. It, it the photo is going up right now. Yeah. And you know what it reminds me of? Parks and Recreation. You've seen Parks and Rec? <laughs> where Ron Swanson gets together with Tammy too, and his mustache is missing in the middle, and he says it was rubbed raw. Oh, God. <laughs> How do you know what went on in my house last night? That, that's, uh, you got the Swanson Tammy too stash going on. Tammy two stash. That's, uh, that's got a ring to it. I feel like that's a good like we, punk band. Name we went now. with the uh, racing stripe has upset the German special. <laughs> Yikes! <What? Yeah>. <laughs> wow! <laughs> good Lord, wow. Heil. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> I'm gonna have to uh, pull out the old uh, Laura Ingram here. <laughs> it doesn't look as bad on the YouTube stream as I thought it would, but then again, I'm wearing. Yeah, no, it looks bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, look, sorry. It, you literally have rose-tinted glasses on. Yeah. I am I, wearing my rose-colored glasses. I'm wearing my yeah. Valentine's glasses today. Still, I am still a handsome devil, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you are. Your wife did uh, message me on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, and it, I expect no was, less. Was she, was she begging for kindness? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Quite the contrary. <laughs> oh. Quite the contrary. Your beautiful bride, Amanda, <laughs> sent me... You better give Jay a hard time because he sa shaved his head and trimmed his grow out. <laughs> and mm. I was like, yeah. I will not. I'm happy with what you did because if you would have come in and not shaved, here were my options. Yeah. I'm glad you had the handlebars because I had the reverse going. That was, yeah. that was, I had to give you something to work with. One. So I'm glad you went handlebars there because it really accentuates it. But yes. if you were to come back with a beard, I was going to shave half of your face. Yeah. Well, I'm you would have just had half of your face partly manicured. I, I, I might be lazy, but you knew I was going to come in with a clean slate, you know? Yeah, you did it. Mm. Yeah. You did it. You did it, my man. <laughs> well, we're here. We're here on this Valentine's Day. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours. Uh, we've got a big one today. We do. Uh, in ten, uh, eight minutes from now, we'll be joined by, for my money, one of the best comedians He's he's on the he's in the top three, if not number one, comedians going right now. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bill Burr will be joining us at twelve fifteen. He just cracks my ass up. He is so funny. He's he, look, man. Uh, he's the Hulk of comedians. He's just always angry. He, he is great, and, and I love it. You know what re he reminds me of? And mm -hmm. I want to I want to ask him about this because I've seen interviews and stuff that he's done in the past, but that anger. And mm -hmm. where that anger comes from is 
is fantastic, and he fits in sports radio because yes, he he says he's the drunk guy at the at the at the bar. Well, he's also a sports guy. He, 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 Big time. You guy. you two can bromance over Tom Brady for a little bit. Cause, I will because he's a Patriots guy. Well, of course, he's from Massachusetts. Yeah. He's he's got to be. Is that, is that by is that like part of the like the birth certificate? I think yeah, it does. Yeah. I think anybody born after two thousand one. Mm. Definitely has like Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, or Patriots on, on your birth ticket somewhere. I think it's signed by. Before Tom Brady. that, you have like a terrible Patriot Pat tattoo statue somewhere. Yeah, they brand you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You have like Russ Francis, or you know, um, you can go Steve Grogan, <laughs> Patriot Pat. Like it's it wasn't great. Nothing before that was. The list great. is not great. Yeah, I mean, we had our moments. Drew Bledsoe was fantastic. He took them to a Super Bowl. Well, sure. They got mopped in that yeah. Super Bowl. And then what happened? <laughs> and then he got hurt, and yeah. Thomas Edward Brady took over, and he was in the Little Angels, sprinkling touchdowns all over the field. But we'll have Bill Burr coming up uh, at 12.15 today. We've got to get to all things sports. The Chiefs are having a parade. Kansas City's having a parade today. Mm-hmm. And they're going off the rails already. They really are. Which is great. That's the way it's well, supposed they to happen. should. That's what it's for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And say say things that you will 100% regret tomorrow. Shouldn't be a oh, problem. Oh, we've already had one. Yeah. No, it's not Travis Kelsey. No, no. It's, spoiler alert. It's not Travis no. Kelsey right now. Did they put a microphone in front of Jackson Mahomes? No. Did you see that? Did you Have you seen the video of Jackson Mahomes trying to get into the uh, the VIP section of the, the Chiefs after party in Vegas? They Please tell me you got denied. Brittany Mahomes tried to get him in with security, and security just looked at him and goes, no. <laughs> and then Brittany goes, eh. And then she does, like, some weird, like, little dance. He tried to get in. They said, mm, no, not today, man. Not today. That, that tick- security guard. That tickles me. Is, That's fantastic. He's a hero. Yes. He's a hero. He's, he's doing everybody else a giant favor. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah, it. I think it was, like... If you you've seen the Taylor Swift Kanye beef that they got going on right now? Yeah, the, 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 apparently you know Kanye was going to try to sabotage Taylor at the Super Bowl. Did you see that? Y- yeah, he was oh, trying to gone over well. He was trying to buy up all the seats in, in front, front of, of her, her suite, yeah. and so he would be there because he needs more attention. Yeah, but she said no, and <laughs> just ask him. He's saying she got him kicked out of the stadium. the the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Do do we forget what Kanye did as she was giving a speech for album of the year yeah. when he came up and, and took the award took and the said mic Beyonce? And, yeah, it should have been Beyonce's award, which <laughs> hey, Beyonce should have an award. Yeah. But that's not the time or place no. to do it. So yeah, I I don't mind Taylor Swift doing that. Yeah. He's full crazy. Yeah, He's no, full he, crazy. Yeah, you don't you don't go full crazy. Never you, go full crazy. You don't marry a woman and then divorce her and then go marry the like AI created version of her down the road. Good boy. Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. And he did. He did just that. And then uh, prayed her around wearing literally nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing on. All right. Uh, we got to get to it. Bill Burr's going to join us uh, in five minutes from now. So without further ado, uh, he has a show coming up in Moda next week, February 22nd. And uh, before that happens, he decided he was going to come on with two chuckleheads in Portland. Comedian Bill Burr, next on The Fan. Exciting and 
Danny and Dusty on the fan. 12-16 on your Wednesday. Jeff Rust with the love theme music today on Valentine's Day. Joining us now, uh, he's got a show coming up at Moda Center on February 22nd, and he's kind enough to join us now. Uh, he's an actor, comedian, one of the best, if not the best comedians in the business right now, and he joins us. Bill Burr, kind enough to join us. Bill, thanks for taking time, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for playing the Love Boat theme. I love that. <laughs> Exciting and new. You know, here's I, aboard. <laughs> we were talking the about... The old doctor will try to bang you. It's the 70s. All this behavior is so normal. Um, you know what's great about that show is that guy, Gopher. The guy who played Gopher knew enough the fact that he played five seasons, a guy named Gopher. That meant your acting career was over, and he became like a senator. <laughs> He's like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not shaking Gopher. It's over. You can't make it in Hollywood, so you're going to become a politician then, huh? <laughs> that, that, no, that's... he did make it. But once you play, back in the day, when you played a character where you were just like, you didn't have a real name. Screech, Gopher, Potsy, it was done. You had to start directing or become a senator, one or the other. <laughs> I absolutely love it, man. I absolutely love it. Bill, we were debating this the other day, knowing you were coming on. What is what is the appropriate level of fame that if you can if you're if you're obviously wildly famous and you've kind of grown through the years in level of fame. What was your kind of like favorite position of fame where it was like, this is the sweet spot. I can have all the things I want, but also not deal with any of the nonsense. Oh, I've been there for a long time. You know, the great thing about being a bald ginger is you're only going to get so famous. <laughs> so you can stay at a nice, <laughs> you can stay. I don't have to worry about having Brad Pitt fame. So, um, you know, I stay at a nice, uh, you know, I have, I have a great life and I work when I want to work and I do what I want to do. And I joke about what I want to joke about. And if people don't want to do it, then it's like, all right, I'll do it with somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I've I've kind of set myself up a long time ago by, you know, talking about what I wanted to talk about. I, I, it, it led me to where I'm supposed to be. You know, and you're talking about gopher and you kind of get stuck in some some roles. How do you pick and choose what you do? Because you are you got your hand in kind of everything, man. You you have F is for Family on, on Netflix. You've been uh, Coach Bobson on, on Reservation Dogs, which is an awesome show on Hulu. But, like, you also dip into... You know, King of Staten Island, which is is an awesome movie, and you and Pete Davidson, I, I thought was an incredible film. But what did you? How do you kind of pick and choose what you want to do? Because a lot of it, you've started creating yourself now. Um, well, the stuff that I don't do, I've gotten really lucky, <laughs> where I got to to kind of parrot troop and do a couple of episodes of like really great shows. Um. Chappelle show, Breaking Bad, um, just stuff like that, or just getting getting to be in like a Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson movie, or like John Favreau with The Mandalorian, um, Rick, working with Rick Famuyiwa. Like I, I don't, you know, sometimes I, I, I don't know how those. A lot of that stuff is just luck. A lot of it is just sort of doing what you do, and people become fans of what you do, and ultimately they 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 put you in there. 
that's how it works for stuff that I don't write. But the stuff that I write is, you know, it's pretty, it's not that hard. It's just like the, 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 the intel that you get by going to all 50 states and performing in front of people is you, you get a, a undeniable, like, uh, statistics about what is funny, what isn't, where the line is, how to do all of this stuff, as opposed to, like, people in my business who just are living out here in L.A., I mean, you're in a bubble and you're just sort of guessing. Um, so comedians have a, a big-time advantage of that, and I think that that's why a lot of the stuff that I've I've done my, on my own has been received so well because I didn't really need to do a uh, a screening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I, I knew what the general public would. I knew I knew what they think is funny, and I, I you know, I talk to people after shows. I kind of know where people's heads are at enough that I can you know, uh, you know, serve up a nice big softball like uh, old dads. I knew that that movie yeah. was going to kill. <laughs> that was exactly where I was going to go. The, the 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 idea of like how much that kind of fed into old dads. My, my wife and I were dying laughing. We were talking about pre-show the the car pickups the the pickup line i have lived that life <laughs> and just how oh, dude, there was stuff that we actually <laughs> joked about and then it ended up happening at my kid's school and i was like oh my god they're gonna think i was making fun of them i, <laughs> I was just guessing like you know that the dr Elometer, where the dr l was like pointing the amount of money that she wanted to raise <laughs> yes it might and like we did that and we were in the middle of editing it and then like uh all of a sudden my school Rather than having like the, the the principal pointing at it, they did have like a thermometer for each <laughs> class. And yes. you know, I did a stand-up show, so I was like going like, our class should be all the way up to the top. <laughs> the amount of money that me and this other uh, this other uh, musician he he opened, he played songs, and I did jokes. We raised all this money, and our class was still like halfway up. We're like, dude, this is BS, man. <laughs> we reached our quota. They're just—they're just gonna no matter what you do, they're gonna have you chasing it. They, so they just gave you the bigger thermometer, and then they just kept everybody else's lower on the scale, just knowing what was going on. No, they just didn't color it in. <laughs> just make you're not there yet. You're not there yet. It's annoying. Bill Burr is our guest. He has got a show coming up at Moda Center next week, February 22nd, uh, is where you could catch him live at Moda Center. Uh, your stand-up act is it's incredible. And I find you, you said, you know, the bald ginger part, and you kind of get wound up when you're on stage. And I know you're a big fan of him, but Sam Kennison is, if in for my money, one of the greatest entertainers on stage. In the way that he would used to get wound up to, where he'd be like, the the Pee Wee Herman joke gets me every time. Where he's like, "Oh, Nurse Nancy, Nurse Nancy," and he just starts screaming and yelling. How much do you draw from the the comics that you grew up in watching? Well, I was definitely a huge fan of Kennison, but like Kennison had. Uh he just had a whole other gear where it was like, you know, a lot of times they like to pretend when a comedian comes out, like, Oh boy, we don't know what he's going to do. You know, hold on to your comedy hats, you know? And like, it's just sort of like very safe danger. Like this guy's going to say some nutty things yeah. with Sam. Like you literally like the, the fear was real. <laughs> you had no idea what he was going to do. And I think a lot of times, Probably he didn't. It seemed like a lot of it was sort of like feeding off the mood of the crowd. And I heard some wild stories of him 
you know, back in New York, uh, doing late night shows at Dangerfields. Tony, who used to run the place before it finally closed during COVID, man, he told me some crazy stories. So, like, I mean, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like he definitely was an influence on me, but like I, I did in no way, shape, or form could I ever do what that guy did. That guy was a master, man. Not to mention, before he ever was a comedian, he had all of that um, performance experience of being like a preacher and then the hypocrisy of religion and then your ability to manipulate people and all of that type of stuff like all of that was just i felt was feeding his his uh comedy that was that was it's an indescribable loss to, to stand up when he passed well, pivoting to something a, l- a little nicer in the sense of uh, checking in on, on the Boston sports fan that you are. Wh- where are yes. you? Where are you following the uh, the latest Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl chase as he uh, is chasing your your goat Thomas Edward Brady? Um. Well, I think he definitely has the tools to do it, and I think they're a great organization. The only thing I would be worried about with them is Andy Reid's age. So, like, you know, Belichick was, like, in his early 50s when Tom first won and then, you know, stuck around for 20 years into his early 70s. Um, Their coach is already 65. So that would be the only thing because to go on a run like that, you know, the QB is going to get all the glory, but you need the whole thing. You need the players, you need the coach, and you need the ownership. And right now the Chiefs have that. So I don't see anything stopping them. And I also think that Mahomes has, he has that drive. Like he's not going to be satisfied with three. So you have that. So the only thing I would be worried about is if, you know, in five, six years, Andy Reid wants to retire. But like trying to, trying to win seven, man, is, 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 is pretty, is, it's, yeah, it's pretty nuts. But, um, the game has also changed. The game has also yeah. changed where a, a quarterback can, like, be healthy for that long. I mean, they used to just absolutely just, like, guys like Steve Grogan. Like, he, I just remember, like, you would see, like, he would wait to the last second to throw the ball, and you'd just see him fly out of the right side <laughs> of your, your TV as they followed the ball. I mean, he got so beat up on those AstroTurfs and everything. Like, Steve Grogan, like, the last three years he played, he literally had a neck brace, like, sewn into his, his <laughs> uniform. And Bob Greasy and all of those, Dan Pastorini, uh, what's his face, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana. Joe Montana, that hit he took against the Giants, they thought they killed him. It's just like, <laughs> you know, so I, I can't even, like, if people say that, you know, Tom's the greatest of all time, it's just like, you know, obviously, you know, the argument's there, but, like, I don't, you know, it took Joe Montana four attempts to win four Super Bowls, and they were beating the living hell out of him on AstroTurf when he was on the road. And I feel like the 49ers got rid of him too soon, but they did have Steve Young. But, you know, he definitely could have got five, maybe six, if they stayed with him. If you saw that he went to the Chiefs with Marcus Allen, and they made the playoffs and everything. So it's really hard to kind of – uh compare errors but i think the way that they protect quarterbacks now and the, and and then also tom brady showing sort of the body that you need it isn't that you know roided up body he was sort of more <laughs> like pilates lean you know type of thing you know i saw um 
I saw uh, an NFL quarterback recently. I'm not going to name any names because I just I don't like doing that. But I saw this guy, and I was really surprised that he was leaner than he was bulky. Mm. And you know, and he's all you know, they're all six five, six six. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, this guy looks more like a basketball player than he does a uh, a football player. But I I just think there's a, there's there's a lot out there that is in Patrick Mahomes' favor to to come really close to it. But it's just as a sports fan, like I never root against greatness, even if you're going to pass one of my players that played for one of my teams. I, I, don't, I don't care. I just, I like seeing, you got to have that great team. Everybody's trying to knock off. Look, uh, I'm a Patriots fan as well. And I have said this about this past year and really last two years of being a Patriots fan is like, especially this season, it was usually when you say you're, your team is making you feel like a kid again. It's because you have those joyous moments. This year felt like being a kid again because the Patriots just weren't good. <laughs> and that it was it one of those like Sullivan stadium. <laughs> it was, it was, it was brutal at times. Just be like, well, yeah, here we go again. We're just going to get our heads beat in. But now we have, I want to get your thoughts on Gerard Mayo and we got Mac Jones for now. How do you feel about mm-hmm. the future of our Pats? I feel good about, well, listen, I will say this. Um, you got to give Robert Kraft credit. I would say as an owner, the first three coaching hires, I don't think anybody's ever done it better. Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. So I think he knows, you know, how to pick a coach. And what I also liked was how clean it was. It was like Belichick stepped down and we immediately had a replacement. They ripped the Band-Aid off. It wasn't this long, drawn-out, embarrassing thing. They didn't embarrass Belichick. He was ready to go. Like, you know, I mean, one of the things that people forget about Belichick is not only did he do what he did for 20 years, he did it with second-round draft picks. Like, we weren't, we never went for that blue-chip guy. And, um, you know, we played that game forever, and then eventually the fountain just kind of ran dry. And I like that our new coach is played the game. I think he's going to be a player's coach, but hopefully a disciplinarian because historically I don't like a player's coach because I think sometimes they suffer a need to be liked when they need to be, you know, it's like the dad that wants to be friends with his kid rather than being a dad. So I hope we don't run into that, but I think a change was needed and, um, you know, hopefully we draft some offensive linemen so we can actually see what Mac Jones can do because that kid's been running for <laughs> yep. his life his whole career. Yep. Bill, I'm wondering, I have some friends in stand-up, and the the thing that they've talked about a lot is over the last couple of years is how crowds are different and how you go about things differently, just like the, the post-COVID world. is is there Has there been any kind of change in how – you either your your delivery or how you prepare or how crowds react just not even just because of COVID, no that's just, all that's... a myth it never changed it just okay. was it changed at like hollywood award shows and some college campuses or maybe in new york city everybody got all like and it was all bs everyone was it wasn't like they didn't find the same stuff funny they just were trying not to get in trouble so oh you kind of dealt with that, but you know, every place else, that's why I knew old dads was going to kill. I was just like, I'm on the road. People are still laughing at this stuff. People never stop laughing at this stuff. And we're not, we're not, you know, I'm not being like racist. I'm not like being malicious or homophobic, but I'm just, you know, the old dads, we were like these harmless idiots (laughs) who were trying to be better guys, but it's it's like we were threatening. We were just dummies. So, you know, 
that's why we, we scored really high with like women, like they really liked it. So I think, you know, something always happens politically or in the entertainment yeah. world and then corporate lawyers overreact and then studios get, or they just way overcorrect. And, and it's, none of it is done to make society better. It's all about them protecting their jobs and trying to make sure they still make money and they don't get fired. Like they don't, they don't, all of these groups they pretend to care about, they care about one group, green. They care about money. That's all they care about. They don't care about anybody, just like politicians. I love it. Bill Burr, he's going to be in Moda Center February 22nd. That is next week. We appreciate the time, man. Love old dads because we stick the landing even though we step in it so many times through and through. Uh, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes for us, man. Thank you. No worries, and I appreciate you guys helping me sell those last two tickets. Thank hey, you so much. Hey, no problem, Bill. It. Selfishly, I'll see you there the, the 22nd. That's My wife right. and I will be there. We're really excited you're coming to town, man, and uh, thanks Beautiful. for taking time. All right, come back and say hello. <laughs> Absolutely. There he is, Bill Burt, Moda Center, February 22nd. That dude, uh, I mean, you, you think about it, you could just kind of go anywhere with him, you know? Oh, yeah. And just get it. I think that we now have Jeff Rust. There's a new... Um, we have a new open I think we need to do. The Ginger. It is. No, it's Bill Burr singing the Love Boat theme. That's true. With Je- you can do a du- duet with Bill Burr. Exciting and new. <laughs> said something about a doctor in there. I feel bad. I stepped on it, gun. I was just laughing. I, I didn't know I, how I was, long he was going. I was, too. He just, he, I mean, he, was, he, he did it perfectly. It was great. I mean, that's. It's Bill Burr, man. Think about that in all of the different changes that you go through and what he's seen. Over his time as being a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he has, but setting that kind of tone, like what he said there at the end is like, he has his alley. And the myth is that if you are worried about what you're going to say, whatever, yeah, then you're going to be caught not, up in it's, it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. No. Like, that's the, like what Chappelle has been going through. And yes. like what he said is like, he's not saying hurt, hateful and hurtful things. No. Chappelle has said some hateful and hurtful things to the LGBTQ community. Sure. But as long as you're not malicious to anybody in particular and you're just calling it as you see it and it's genuine, I, I think that that's where the myth of everything is getting is caught up at all blown yes. out of proportions. Cause there's also time and place, right? A yeah. word show time and place. For everything. You go to a Bill Burr show, you know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. I mean, I, I went to uh, Burt Kreischer's show, what was that, a month and a half, two months ago? And, yeah, there were, there burp, were burp, 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 burp. a lot of lines were crossed, but you know what? It's funny as hell. We didn't bring up to him that uh, one of my favorite scenes of his also inspired one of our favorite weekly segments on this show. Oh? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh are you, or oh, are you not a knock? God, I always, God, we definitely should have run And if you, if you have not seen Old Dads yet, it is one of the, I mean, as a parent who goes through drop-off line, who goes through a lot of the 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 politics of a school, the party oh prep. Boy. It's just everything was on fantastic. Steroids. I it's mean, everything on like it's everything amped up a little bit, but you're like, I've been there, I lived that. Yeah. Pick up, yeah, I can't park right here for five seconds. That what am I going to do here? That is impeding anything that anybody's trying to get done around me. The snitches Nothing. in your lives. Oh, I will say man. though, as somebody who has been through the uh, drop off line a few times, I get pissed the hell off when people don't do it right. Mm. See, here you are. Here you are. What right you're saying here. is you're one of the you're one of the bad parents. Yeah, call me Karen. Damn. You can't say that with that mustache, I bro. Mean, <laughs> well, to be honest, if I, if I picture a Karen, that's you know. 
She's probably, she's probably got one of them. She probably too. needs a big. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Um, hey, a little wax there. What uh, this is this, uh, an interesting day going on in Kansas City right now. We'll get to that after Russ with Sports Center. All right, special thanks to Bill Burr. He joined us uh, far longer than I think he thought he was going to, but uh, he was great. He was, he was great the whole time. Yeah. Um, that that's a it's a pros pro right there. It is. It's a pros pro. Uh, we have a Super Bowl parade that is wrapped up in Kansas City, and uh, there is you know, breaking news out of that, and it isn't the kind that we want to be talking about here, as uh, police have arrested two armed shooters at Union Station in Kansas City after they opened fire. Reports are that multiple people were struck. Uh, reports out of the NFL network and... Uh, it, they are saying that they were broadcasting live from out in front of Union Station. And as they were broadcasting, the authorities came up, said, get underneath the stage. You had multiple broadcast crews that were uh, at the time celebrating the Chiefs back-to-back Super Bowl victories. And they had to go to commercial break, about 10 minutes of commercials on FS1 before they broke into a Fox News report, two armed shooters uh, opening fire in Union Station at the Chiefs celebra- Super Bowl celebration. Um, absolutely heinous. Yes. And when you think of these things that happen, I mean, this isn't political, this isn't gun control, this isn't any of those things. We need to do right by others in this country, and I think it's far too far too many times that we have to go through this, and there's going to be fighting bickering back and forth we need to do right by others and and put the political things aside in all of this and start talking about people man because yeah. there's we we are talking about the loss of life and people opening fire in large groups and for what for exactly 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 this is it's going to come out that it has nothing to do with are we still on i believe so okay yeah our, yeah. our power in here kind of went off our yeah. lights went off we got some fail safes okay yep. there's generators and such yep, wow. there we go yeah yeah our power just went out but it, this is i mean un, unspeakable acts are are continuing to happen across our country and it it happens Time and time again, man. And we need to start having these conversations about the people, the people that are harmed by these acts, the people that are committing these acts, and what is leading this to happen. It's there's now, tragic in every single sense. There's been an update. One person dead, nine hurt, wounded. Uh, there are now three people in custody. God. I can't, I can't imagine. Think of that. You're going to a a Super Bowl parade to celebrate your city, a team that you follow, something that everybody rallies behind, and something like this happens. And yet we we have it happen time and time again, and it is it's unthinkable. Yet we think about it all the time because it continues to happen. 
uh, man. Because we were, you know, we planned to come out and talk about the parade and fun and back to Mahomes. The celebration of saying it. Saying very dumb things like nobody believed in us. And, you know, instead it's this. And all, all of the conversations are going to get bogged down by... The political imagination pol- of it all. Well, yeah, and things that people are refusing to budge on. Yeah. Instead of having honest and open conversations about what is actually happening... In our country. Yeah. And continuing to happen in our country. Uh, man, I I can't imagine being the people who are affected by this. I can't imagine being, you know, because I, I, I think of this and, like, my mind goes to I would be pulling my kids out of school. We would be going down and we'd be going to celebrate the Portland Trailblazers if, if they ever win a, a title. And there would never be a thought in my mind that, something like this would happen. And there shouldn't be a thought in anybody's mind that something like this is going to happen. Yet here we are again um, in this one at a, a Super Bowl parade. That's the thing is how many you know people are about it, it makes it this is not the right phrasing, but I'm going to say it anyways because I'm ignorant otherwise. It, it's a day of celebration, which makes it almost worse. Not that it would that that it would no, be any no, no, any no, no. better in your under your circumstance. It just no. It, it doesn't matter if it's you know at a school or in a public place yeah. or at a parade, like you're saying. But this is supposed to be like yeah, this is supposed to be the celebration coming a, together, a community like, coming literally yeah, coming together. Yes, and that's it's just like that just seems to take it to another level of like, come on, what what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, all right, we will uh, we'll keep we'll keep you updated on on anything uh, any new developments that do happen um, in this, and we will we will talk about um, the Super Bowl celebration that they did have as well. But uh, that's the latest update: nine wounded, one presumed dead, three suspects in custody in Kansas City after shots fired in Union Station uh, following the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. All right, it is 12.47 on the fan. It's time for a pro football report. The inside story on America's favorite sport. Brought to you on the fan by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. All right, as we talk about uh, the Super Bowl winners, their parade and the tragedy that happened in Kansas City today, Uh, There's also news out of San Francisco, the team that lost in Super Bowl 58. They have fired their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, um, after a defense that was one of the top three in the National Football League throughout the regular season, had their warts in the divisional round and conference championship, but I thought they played a pretty damn good game in Super Bowl 58. Holding Patrick Mahomes in 19 in regulation is now grounds to get you fired. Yeah, and if you you think about it uh, as well, the timeout that they, the two timeouts that the 49ers had to use, apparently that did not sit well with Kyle Shanahan. This pro football report on the fan is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human grade dog food delivered right to your door. Uh, 12.52, as we see more and more of this news coming out of Kansas City, like, we got to, 
we've got to talk about this because look, this is something that it it is pissing me off, and it makes me so upset that we have to go through this all the time. The latest update out of Kansas City is that uh, multiple children now being are, are being treated as a result of the shooting and chaos that ensued at Union Station following the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Ten people shot. One uh, report has one dead, nine injured. We can't continue to do this. We can't continue to have these conversations. And when the hell is enough going to be enough? And when are we going to actually address what is going on? Like, I, I it really, it, it bothers me so damn much that we have to see this time and time again, whether it's in our own backyard or that somewhere else. And it's like, uh, you know, you always say, God, oh, somewhere else. And you kind of put it in the back of your mind. You said it best, Danny, when you said, like, this is supposed to be a time of celebration. And we can't even, we can't even have that anymore. No. Like, this is... I mean, somebody near and dear to the to the fan family. Steve Forsythe died at the Clackamas Town Center shooting. Yeah, you know, you you guys all know him as the father of Alex Forsythe, who now plays for the Denver Broncos and played for the Oregon Ducks. But Steve worked for Odyssey when it was Intercom back in mm-hmm. the day, and his wife Carla worked here for several years after. Um, his passing, and to see front and center how that affects, how that affected their okay. family, and continues to, and not just their family but the community, mm-hmm. because he was such a big part of of the West Lynn community. His story hits so close to home to everybody that worked here and and, and works here, and it these tragedies continue to happen. And there's a story like his in almost every single community across this country because this this continues to happen. And it pisses me off that we continue to do it and nothing is done. Nothing is done. About anything. About anything. About anything. Whether whether it is in, in the political realm and whether it's common sense gun laws or whether it is actually talking about people. Yeah. Talking about people and the people that are affected by it and the, and the people that are affected that lead to the actions in, in the people that are, that are carrying out these heinous crimes. We have to start talking about it All, and being and open not brushing, with it. Not brushing it under the rug when, when something like this happens. It's saber-rattling about gun control. It's saber-rattling about mental health, and then we just move on. And we forget about it. Well, and that's what it's all going to be, is, oh, we have to address mental health in this country and blah, blah, blah. And that, but it's never just T's and P's and mental health. And it just, you're right, something does need to be done, but somehow we still have so many states that want to make it easier for so many more people to go out and not only buy but carry a gun somewhere where it doesn't need to be carried. It, it Sorry, that's my gun control thing. It, well, it's mind-boggling. The amount of police and military personnel that were there, it didn't stop yeah. it, right? Right. But we don't. it doesn't just have to be about that because there are several responsible gun owners. There's millions of responsible gun owners in this country. It's a staggering majority, but yes. Staggering it, majority. Yeah, but, it, but it takes, it, again, it's just one, and that's the thing. And that that is it. That is it. And it, it, this is too many of these instances that we've had time and time again. And you can, the, the thoughts and prayers are great, but what have they done? What, what have they done to curb any of this? Yeah. 
And that's where we need to have honest and open conversations about what is happening in our country because there's people that are dying. Literally losing their lives. And that's at parades for a Super Bowl. At schools. At going to school, going to the mall. There's a, I just saw another report that there's a shooting in Palm Beach, Florida at a mall. Like, this is something we can't ignore anymore. And it starts, it doesn't start on a sports radio show in Portland. Where it starts is in your own homes and in talking about whether it is mental health or what, you know, whether what's whatever side of gun control you are on, whether it's you want to talk about responsible gun ownership and usage or you want to talk about what those common sense gun laws are uh, I like I'm not a politician. I'm not here to to pass any legislation right now, but we need to start figuring out the core of what is going on. And that starts with the human beings, the ones that are being affected by these situations and the ones that are carrying them out. And these conversations need to happen at home with wherever we are and the people that we are around and the people that you can affect because that's how change starts. It starts in small groups and then you can get to a point where we have the masses if we all have a, uh, these conversations, they're uncomfortable and they're not fun to have. No. They're not fun to have, but we got to have them. And if there's one damn thing you should do, it's squeeze the people tight around you. That's for damn sure. All right, 503-864-6326. That's a Vancouver Ford text line. Um, let's talk some sports, shall we? <clears throat> Maybe. Let's do it. Whew. All right, hour number two next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. Dusty Bun? Dusty Hera. I've been really busy. I'm trying to save the world from Russians and monsters. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader. <laughs> of course you have. 1080. I want to hear it. The Fan. Reach the stars. Fly a fantasy. All right, hour number two. Danny and Dusty with you on this Valentine's Day. 
Bill Burr in hour number one. He joins us at twelve fifteen. Yeah, this that's this, a fun conversation. Yeah, I mean this sucks. Valentine's Day parade day. Bill Burr. Supposed yeah. to be a fun day, man. Yeah, it is, and it, 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 I mean it's this is. I don't even know. You don't even you don't even know what to say. Is something like this uh, when something like this happens? But um, we will keep you updated on anything. Um, any new news as a tragedy tragedy has struck the Chiefs Super Bowl parade? Um, un, unfathomable. Well, actually, completely fathomable with where we're at right now. But um, we will keep you updated as any more information comes out. Uh, last night, Blazers played uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was a game where you saw uh, again. Another good effort accentuated by the lack of depth and answers by the Portland Trailblazers. Last yeah, night. no, you're seeing more of what we saw in that period. Where we're like, hey, they're feisty. They're 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 game. They're going to be competitive. And it's just you know, on what night will the shots fall just a little bit more to steal a win or two? And I mean, through three plus quarters, they were outplaying the Timberwolves, which is kind of insane because. Ant Edwards was absolutely unstoppable. But game of runs, and it was just that, where you saw a lead balloon to 11, 16, and then it would shrink away, and the and the Blazers would whittle it away. And this is like this is something that we've been talking about quite a bit lately, is that the Blazers have been playing far better basketball, uh, especially since DeAndre Ayton got healthy again. And they exercised the demons that they were living through on that two-week road trip where, I mean, that was... Uh, I mean, I'll even say it. It, was, it was embarrassing some of the results that they had and in, in the effort on that long extended road trip. Oh, they were they were beat up and they were getting the crap kicked out of them. It was bad. This team has not responded and answered with wins, but you can see that there has been growth by yeah. by this team in this roster. And I am uh, you keep seeing it on on social media the. Comparisons DeAndre Ayton to Hassan Whiteside's empty numbers and they don't translate to wins. What we saw from DeAndre Ayton kept them in that game he last was night. Phenomenal last night. Hit his first nine shots, nine of nine. Carl Anthony Towns did not exist last night. He was two for seven in foul trouble. Playoff cat. Oh yeah, no, it was it was playoff cat. Uh, Gobert and and Ayton, you know, go back and forth. Go or Ayton outplayed him. I mean, he finishes the night leading the Blazers in scoring, 22 points on 12 shots, wildly efficient, 16 rebounds, gets a block. Uh, I thought defensively he was very good. I mean, Ant Edwards was just killing. But I thought that he uh, Aiton was was particularly good in rim deterrence and, and, and altering shots and walling things off and switching, just incredibly solid stuff from him last night. And then the offense, he just had his jumper going, man. Like, he had a couple dunks, but... He the, the relationship he's now building with Scoot and Ant offensively, it was always kind of there with Ant because Ant's ability, his gravity, and, and you know the the amount of space he creates. Well, it's easier when you have a guy who's been in the league for a few years yeah. to to play off of somebody, spacing, spacing re- reading, all that kind of thing in relatively short order. Yeah, and but Scoot is starting to figure it out. His pacing and understanding what defenses are trying to do to him, and understanding scouting reports and how to shift gears and create passing lanes. It's just like it's little intricacies that that. Just come with playing time, and he found Aiton on a, a, a couple of different looks in the pick and roll, where he just found some pocket passes, some wrap passes uh, to Da at like eight to twelve feet, and Aiton was just 
cooking that mid-range jumper because Rudy Gobert and the Timberwolves, they, they play drop coverage. Gobert always drops basically to the rim, except for Anthony Simons has the ball. Um, mm. But Aiton exploits that. And so you saw him comfortably and willingly taking those shots while also gobbling up the rebounds. I mean, this is a, that Timberwolves team is massive. Their starting lineup, their front court, Jaden McDaniels, six foot ten. Carl Anthony Towns, seven foot. Rudy Gobert, seven one. Big dudes. The Blazers out rebounded the Timberwolves last night, both overall and tied them on the offensive glass. In that, those are the signs that we're seeing. Is that in the thing that is actually satisfying to me, and this is part of the 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 rebuild. And this was preseason. What we were talking about with this team is that it's not about wins and losses but are they still going out and competing every night are they still improving on a night-to-night basis mm-hmm. what we saw last night depth and ability to have answers especially scoring threats yeah uh, that is the biggest bugaboo that this Blazers team has because you looked at it and you said that's why DeAndre Ayton's the, these aren't hollow points no they they are the points where when they needed that third option in scoring because it was Anthony Simons, 19 shots on 20 points. Started off really well, and then he just went cold. Jeremy had a rough night. Jeremy had a rough night. You need somebody else to turn to, and DeAndre Ayton answered. And it, Like, you thought in the third quarter that that game was just going to get away from him. And then all of a sudden, you look up, and you're like, oh, They found a tied. way to scrap. You know, I'll, I'll and sh- DeAndre Ayton's a huge oh, no, he reason was, he for was that. Steadying, he's the reason. He was the steadying hand last night offensively. There's no doubt about that. I, I was serious. It was a little funny from, from last night. Um, Delano Banton, who's only been here for a little bit, already looks incredibly comfortable on both sides of the floor, more comfortable than I ever expected him to look. Uh, he adds a wrinkle to this team as a playmaking wing that – I've been saying this is the thing that they need for years. And I'm not saying he's the answer for that, but you're kind of seeing what having a six foot eight guy with a with a handle and passing chops and rim pressure does. All of a sudden you start seeing these these, these things open up that weren't there before because you have to account for him. But he finishes the night. Uh what do you shoot? Uh four of eight. He was one of two from three, seven of ten from the free throw line. And it was funny, I heard him post game. <laughs> He was kind of talking to himself, kind of kind of talking to to JG to Jeremy Grant, whose locker is right next to him, and he was frustrated because he left some free throws out there. He, he he missed a couple layups, and he's like, "Man, I missed this. I missed three free throws. I missed that three. He's like, I should have had, I should have done this." Jeremy, who's sitting in the chair next to me as we're talking, uh, looks at me and smiles. He goes, "Man, I went five for 17. <laughs> he goes, "It's okay, man. You know." We go through it. It's you know we go through. It. I mean, but it was but it was it was just kind of a funny reminder of like where we are in this season and Banton just getting here. He's very clearly like trying to make an impression. He's being very aggressive no matter what he does, which I appreciate. I'm here for I'm here for Delano Banton, and I I text you this in his first game, mm-hmm. and you thought you were like, how many have you had tonight? <laughs> no, I am here for Delano Banton black hole shoot whatever get your let head me see down, what get you to got the rim, in the first create. night it was like it was it was pretty bad because it was i, it was I don't just even know thrown what it was. together it was entirely thrown together they basically had three sets that could run his his shots in in the first game that i think it was that he four played, i think it was four 15 four 15 for 16 points okay. yeah all right, it was no uh, four, five of 14, five 12 of 14. points. I'm it. here for it. Yeah. I'm here for five of 14, 12 points. Like, give me that guy because he's entertaining as all get out. He cleaned it up efficiency wise from the field last night, but I, I just let the guy have his warts because he's entertaining. I mean, entertaining. 16, three and five. Like, that's 
Yeah. He's entertaining as all get out. And that alley oop that he threw to DeAndre. Oh my God. Oh my he, goodness. That he, was fun to watch. He passed DeAndre Ayton open. That's that's the kind of thing is like he I asked the coaching staff and I asked um the front office about Ben and kind of like why 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 target Ben? Because look, they gave up a top fifty five protected pick. It's nothing. It's a transaction that will never amount to anything. It is the equivalent of a used bowl rack. Like it's 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 nothing. Just entertain me. It's I want all the entertainment but, out of it. Uh, and the the one thing that everyone has said, the one thing everyone has said, is he has innate feel. He does. Like you watch him, like you watch him drive, and like he knows when to drive. He knows when to cut. He knows when to kind of like f- flip a pass over. Like he knows that he had. What was crazy is in the the end of the first quarter, him and Scoot Henderson, or excuse me, the end of the second quarter, going to the half. He's got Scoot Henderson on the floor, and the, the clock's, I want to say, like 30, 37, 38 seconds. I think it was a two-for-one. No, it was the other way around because they had already gotten one. Anyways, Scoot Henderson comes to get the ball. Ben looks him off, waves him away, like, no, I got this. And I'm like, yo, really? And Scoot kind of was like. amount of confidence. That's what I mean. But, like, <laughs> Scoot's like, all right, bet. Runs to the corner. They go 1-4 flat. And but Benton's just kind of feeling it. like okay, look, I, I've I've got a matchup that I like. Uh, see, that's what I want. He can develop all he wants this offseason. Just let, I just want I just want to see him get his buckets now. Uh, look, as good as he was in that field in that that alley oop mm-hmm. and you know his creation that he can bring to the floor. The fourth quarter defense things fell apart. There. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking like this guy's going to be a centerpiece for this yeah. organization, but you can't acknowledge when he plays well and does things well. We can also acknowledge that that fourth quarter defense he was uh, he was spun around a few times. No. My wife, who knows very little about basketball, is like, "What is number five doing on defense?" And it was it, there were those times, it's and that the, wasn't it's, the it's case the mis- in the first half. Miscommunication and, under- and misunderstanding when they change some coverages. A lot but, of times down yeah. the floor, though, repeatedly, but in the first. First half, it wasn't that bad, and you got to give him credit for that as well. And also, give credit to the Timberwolves because he's being thrown to the wolves. Oh, no, he was. And that's what I was saying. Like, being thrown to the wolves and being this productive and actually looking this good for like long stretches. And again, this good is a sliding scale. It's like just <laughs> good. He just looks good. It's like, okay, no, you look like a competent NBA role player. This is good. Um, my God, the Timberwolves. They're good, man. They're, they, they did the same thing to the Blazers they did to the Clippers the night before, where uh, the night before. They go on a forty to nineteen run against the Clippers. They went on an eighteen to four run against the Trailblazers and just blew that game open. Mm. Twelve of those points coming from Nikhil Alexander Walker, who hit four absolutely unhinged threes. Did not have him as the guy to sink the Blazers. My God, I was talking to guys in the locker room after the game. They all kind of like, man, Nah just hit dumb shots. Like he hit a step back fadeaway into the corner over the top of Anthony Simons. Like nothing he got was easy. But he, none of them touched anything but the bottom of the net. And it's like, that's where you just kind of tip your cap to that team. And also, Ant Edwards. There was one play all night. You know, <laughs> they made nine three or 13 threes. Nine of them came from Alexander Walker and, and, and Ant Edwards. Edwards. The, the play that every player was talking about from Edwards last night. And what's interesting enough, Tumani played against or played with Ant in college. Tumani played at Georgia with Ant. Really? Yeah. And he, he goes, yeah, he, we, we knew back then. He was, he was that guy. Bucket getter. But. The, the one play that everybody had everybody in the locker room talking. There was a play that Edwards made, I want to say late in the third, on a drive where he hits a crossover or a little hang dribble hezzy in the paint at like, at like 10 feet. Goes from that into a between-the-legs cross and then pulls the between-the-legs cross from his left hand immediately into a Euro step in the paint. 
So he got one guy with a hezzy to bite, got another guy with the with the right left cross to bite, and then the hezzy or the 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 euro froze Aiton and got him to jump early, and then he laid it up on the backside of it, and everybody in the locker room was like, "That was that's not that's you don't nasty. hit those moves in traffic in the paint." Just nasty. Like it's so it had everybody like that's the thing like nobody's gonna watch like that's not the sports center highlight, but that was the one thing that everybody in the locker room was like the thing that he did that caught everyone's like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Tumani was like, Yeah, he just does stuff like that and he's just he's just barely figuring it out. He is uh wild card between the years. Yeah. As is Carl Anthony Towns, which this is why we were talking about teams we trust. I don't trust them. Yeah. I don't trust them in the playoffs. Otherworldly. It is completely out of this yeah. world. They've done a really good job a of talent acquisition. Yes. Talent acquisition, but that's not championship level. It's not it's not championship DNA. And that is where I have more faith in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. because they're young, they're unproven in the playoffs too. They don't do dumb stuff. But they have they have it situated yeah. between the ears. And that's the most important part about winning basketball. And that's why although this is a gutter of a season for the Blazers I do believe, though, that if you look at what Joe Cronin has done in kind of building this roster, the mix of the vets to kind of bring those other guys along, with the exception of DeAndre Ayton, who's had his question marks between the ears yes. in Phoenix, you look at guys like Jeremy Grant, like Malcolm Brogdon, even even a Matisse Thibel, right, who, who came from a, a winning culture and winning team, they have the vets to kind of bring some other guys along. In that regard, and I I like that, and you need that in a young team because it can go sideways if the blinds lead the blind in that. No, oh, God, yes. All right, five zero three eight six four six three two six. Um, let's get a little bit to the NFL. We mentioned Steve Wilkes fired. Sacrificial lamb next on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Trying to spread the love here. Trying to spread the love. I always think of Carlton. Can't hear the Tom song. Jones. Yeah. Just can't, can't not see Carlton. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have fired their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. Two days following a Super Bowl where, I don't know, I think most teams are going to call 19 points regulation to Patrick Mahomes a win. But not in this case. Uh, he gets canned because in the playoffs, especially the defense of the San Francisco 49ers took a massive step back. The bend, but don't break the dam finally broke. And what I thought was you think of, think of the drives in that Super Bowl that they held Kansas city to. Yeah. The, I, I mean, they had, and when, when you look at the short field touchdown, by Patrick Mahomes, you're going to take that. A a drive where their field goals all had to be field goal drives of 13 plays, 9 plays. They had a 12-play and 11-play drive. That stalled out, and they had to kick field goals on. You Their touchdown in regulation was a one-play drive off of a muffed punt. But one game doesn't decide the fate of Steve Wilkes. It was they were not right heading into the Super Bowl, Effort 
in execution. He called it embarrassing in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. You can't have that for a team that has the aspirations to to win a Super Bowl. And Kyle Shanahan, it had to fall on somebody, but wasn't well, going to be Steve, him. It fell on Steve Wilkes, man. Yeah, holding uh, Patrick Mahomes to nineteen points in regulation apparently wasn't enough. I. I think that what a lot of it had to do with the game tying drive in regulation where they needed to call two timeouts. Mm-hmm. Be- oh, you mean one of those drives where basically nobody can stop the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. But they needed to call two timeouts and that helped Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. and it was because of the kind of the disarray that the defense was in for San Francisco. And I think that that is exacerbated by the fact that Dre Greenlaw ruptures his Achilles with nine minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah, and... you're you're trying to kind of scramble and figure things out. Certainly, is you 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 need to find your best personnel groupings out there. I saw, gosh, who was the the linebacker that they brought in for uh, Oren Burks? Came in for him. That's not a real name. Oren Burks was targeted nine times in the game, allowed nine catches, hmm. a touchdown. Hmm. And Patrick Mahomes had a passer rating of 134.7 against him. Weird. I wonder what it was when Drake Greenlaw was in the game. Probably not that good. There's a lot that kind of goes into it. Travis Kelsey had one catch for one yard at halftime. But I think, though, you look at also the talent that they have assembled on the defense in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. John Lynch built a roster that you can get away without having a couple of guys. And they didn't have Dre Greenlaw. They didn't have Talano Hufunga. Mm-hmm. And you got to you also remember that you know, this is what Kyle Shanahan's third defensive coordinator. He'll be mm-hmm. on his fourth defensive coordinator because guys That's get other jobs. That's the thing here is he makes this move now. It's the, this late in the cycle. Like, I, I know it's a Super Bowl. You're later than everybody else. But who's out there? Who do, who, who do you get? Uh, Well, this is a weird thing. How many guys have we seen take jobs and never coach a day there this this hiring cycle? In the NFL. True. true. Uh, All of a sudden, you have the opportunity to go coach the 49ers defense as opposed to the Carolina Panthers defense. You know, just throwing that out there. I'm not saying the Panthers D coordinator, but just saying in general, like, do you make the phone calls? And I think what Kyle Shanahan's going off of is I had Robert Sala. He was damn good. Mm -hmm. He got a head coaching job. I had D'Amico Ryans. He was damn good. Really good. He got a head coaching job. He can pitch that for sure. Steve Wilkes had a head coaching job, hired him as my defensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. and because of his two hires that he had previously, he was like, I know what I need and I know what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have it in Steve Wilkes. And so on one hand, I go, golly, you had a top three defense. But on the other one, it's – Kyle Shanahan knows what he's looking for in his D.C., and obviously Steve Wilkes, regardless of what the the regular season and their raw statistics throughout there, it was not what he wanted to win a Super Bowl. And so I applaud him for that and just saying, I, I don't care if you held Mahomes tonight 19 points. If we had D'Amico Ryans or we had Robert Sala, we'd probably win that game. Mm. And the way that the, the, the dudes that they have... You can make a certainly, great case for certainly it. Certainly feels like some scapegoating. It does. Because it does. offensively, you probably should have done more. Man, Steve Wilkes, like he's the poster child of the one and done. Yeah. He was a one and done head coach in Arizona, mm-hmm. now a one and done DC in San Francisco. That may not be the only issues that they have, though, because of the Brandon Ayuk 
they, they, social media thing going we, on. We've got that, and then there's also been a, a couple of their other coaches have been pilfered too. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what that 49ers – we always talk about, hey, what about the the winning team and what they lose in the Super Bowl coming back for next year? Well, the losing team, they got to figure stuff out too. Remember that, the, and that's the hard the, part. That is, Eagles team, everybody thought was going to come out firing this year. Man – they did not. Well, they lost both their coordinators, mm-hmm. which was a massive hit. Big-time hit that they couldn't overcome. Massive hit. With the teams that lose Super Bowls, though, it's not always like, ah, oh, we're going to run it back, we're going to do it, we're going to win this, we're really good. Brandon Ayuk's pissed because he only had three catches for 49 yards in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, and his now his girlfriend and his best friend are out on social media blasting the 49ers mm-hmm. and saying that this is why we're not going to be here. Little do they know that they picked up the fifth-year option He's going to get paid $14 million, so they need to make sure that this thing works out. And I don't know what Brandon Ayuk thinks he's going to do, but the Kyle Shanahan system, you're not the number one. You're not the number three. You are the fourth option in that offense because it goes in order, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and then you. Mm -hmm. And you were still a 1,300-yard receiver this year. And you you can have all the confidence in the world. Two years ago, there was stuff back and forth between Ayuk and Shanahan. So this isn't new. This is this was I'm I'm eating now. I'm being a diva wide receiver. Go ahead and play that game. But this is like Debo wanted a new contract. He wanted his money. That's the business of the NFL. Yeah. They got over that real quick because they were jostling back and forth and everything. Everybody knew now. what Debo was worth. Brandon Ayuk is the diva, and you're going, should you have that sort of mentality, mentality but because you are in a system that is amazing, you have a very good quarterback, and you just played in a damn Super Bowl, and you played in two conference championship games. Yikes. All right, coming up, we have our worst day on the web, and uh, no, we're not going to continue to dwell on the Chiefs parade. Something that came out of the Super Bowl, and uh, one Kelsey brother was wildly overwhelmed, which I don't think was possible. Ooh. First, here's Big Uno Sports Center update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Oh, really? That sucks. Well, if you watched the Super Bowl at all this weekend, there's a good chance that you saw Taylor Swift in the suite that she was in. Yeah, people upset. Yeah. But you know who else was in that suite? The other Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, not participating in the game. Uh, we are all very familiar with his antics uh, post game yeah. and at the after party. However, something I didn't think I would ever hear is that he felt overwhelmed 
at halftime, the number of A-list celebrities that were p- trying to pile into the suite to meet Taylor Swift. He said, there was I, I didn't know what to do. He was on uh, his podcast, New Heights, and he was struggled and he was overwhelmed. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal came in the room. He's like, that was a, a lot because, number one, Shaq is a monstrous human being. He's a space eater. There's just only so much space in the suite. And yes, you have tiny little Ice Spice and tiny little Blake Lively and tiny little Taylor Swift, who together might weigh as much as Shaq. Yeah. I'm being serious. Like, maybe? <laughs> no, I don't think. The, the three of them? The three of them? Combined, they weigh 400 pounds. <sighs> maybe. Buck 40 apiece? Uh, I, but I don't think that they're a buck 40 apiece. <laughs> I mean, Taylor's pretty tall. Yeah, but I, I She's think. Buck 40. Yeah, but I don't think I spice. I spice is like a hundred and five pounds. I she is a. Short, I want to finish that with a location, but sure. She is a very short person, though. There, but most a, of it centered in one spot. Yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah, that part. But that that's not like if it's enhanced. That's not the the fair. You know, fair. It's not real. The real weight. Fair. The fleshy weight. Also, but I feel like I feel, well. Well, I don't know. The fleshy weight sounds like it should be a drop. <laughs> Just... Not what I mean. I guess where I was going, but not really where I was he going. He said weight, not light. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I say all of this to say that not, and break. Not only was <laughs> she's five foot three. There you go. Ta- Taylor Swift's five eleven. Yeah, I say she's pretty tall, so she's a buck forty. I don't think you could be nearly six foot and not be a buck forty. Blake Lively's pretty tall, five eight. Blake five, Lively five ten. Yeah, see, they're yeah. both. both, both. Oh, that's taller than I would have figured. Yeah, no, I've seen I've seen her with with Ryan Reynolds and like Ryan's like six three. I'd he's, say yeah, he's not short, and she doesn't look small next yeah. to him. So, oh wow, what Blake Lively's? I I mean, this is I I didn't know. Never mind. No, no, no. Go, share with the class. She's lost over sixty pounds, Blake Lively. From where? Well, I mean, I mean, this is like she had children, and she's she's lost all of oh all of, okay all, all of the way. I just am looking because I didn't. This is always a bad Google because you're never <laughs> never gonna get the answers you're looking for mm. here. But I'm well, I'm trying you, to see did if you they, Google Fournier. No, oh, yeah, never, that's do never, not never, no, never Google his yeah. actual nickname on Basketball Reference. Never Google and that Fournier. Very true. Mm-hmm. You should not nope. ever do that. Nope, it's a great one. Yeah, or post pregnancy post pregnancy weight loss sixty one pounds. That is awesome. I bet you she got up to two bills. If she um, lost sixty pounds, she got up to two bills. <laughs> same. Okay. Just same. Okay. I have no idea. I think I think I, I'm coming around to saying I think a buck forty is a safe estimate for yeah. a five foot ten five foot ten woman. Sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that we're but that, if, that if you want to piss her off. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it feels like a small number. Yeah, I'm still gonna go Shaq more. I'm gonna right? go Shaq more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so you have a Shaq in the room who's the size of these uh, three there. women combined. Beautiful women. Sure, absolutely. But you also have a handful of other A-listers that are pouring into this suite that has very limited space, and all of them are trying to get to Taylor Swift. All of this is to say that is that Jason Kelsey missed the Usher performance. Wow, he could not get back to like to where a spot to where he could watch the performance. That sounds about and he right. missed it. That sounds about right. Um, and you have the the fact that I also, I listened to that podcast because I saw the snippets that were out there of Taylor, or uh, Taylor Swift, 
Travis Kelsey saying he crossed the line with Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Boy, are they leaving out the big bulk of that where it was like, yeah, I, cr- I crossed the line, but that's what our relationship is. is yeah. And like Jason Kelsey is like, this is what people are missing about your guys' interaction. And Andy Reid came up to him during the game is like, I don't care, but uh, there's a lot of cameras around, and that's the only thing. Like during the game, Andy yeah. Reid was aware. It's like cameras are on me at all times right now. Like we just need to keep our cool. And, and Travis Kelsey knows that, but Jason went on a good rant about that interaction where he was yelling at Andy Reid, saying, "If you guys don't have the relationship you have, that interaction doesn't happen, and that is a good thing that you guys yeah. have going." He goes to the sideline and he goes and yells to his teammates about it instead of to his coach. Yeah, and that was it was. They missed a whole bunch of that interaction that they had on their podcast. But I did hear that Jason Kelsey was like, I I have no idea what happened just because of all of the people. Like, there were people, there's a line out the door of mm-hmm. people, like A-list celebrities waiting outside the of the door yeah. like it's a club. Yeah. And just to see and come like, in, come kiss, in the and hand kiss, kiss the ring of, yeah. of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And Jason Kelsey's just like looking around and his overalls like, okay. Also heard a great one. The luchador mask mm-hmm. found it on the floor of the club that they were at. That he makes found so much it sense. on the floor and was like, yep, this is going on my face. God, I love him. <laughs> He's great. And his wife, we talked about how she refused to wear chief's gear. Mm-hmm. She refused to watch the game. She was in the suite and didn't watch the game at all. Wow. Yeah, how about that one? Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. It's, she is just ride or die and Travis is I, like I noticed she didn't she didn't really make the the cut when the cameras panned up there or anything like that. Like she was hiding in the back cuz she wasn't watching the game. She yeah. the people that wanted to watch the game, she let them up there and Travis said, "I don't care what she wore." I am. She's. He was she's like. There. I'm honored that she wore red. Yeah. And that she showed up. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. That was. That was the big part for no, me. No. That, that's that's <laughs> the thing. In 20 years, you're like. That's a good believe you were so stubborn that you would not. And she's gonna sit there with a Philly accent and be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right. Yeah, the, the worder. Yeah. <laughs> the worder. <laughs> I love that. That's good in laws, right? There. No, it's fantastic. Understanding each other. All right, I so that's, that's our worst day on the web is Jason Kelsey was so overwhelmed that he didn't even get a chance to watch Usher's half. Had show. no idea that the roller skates were happening. He also has no idea what the next two days were. The side note of the Usher Super Bowl performance, mm. did you hear about the gal that conned her way into the halftime show? No. She, they had like the casting call mm. for roller skaters. She answered the casting call, got cast for it. She had no idea how to roller skate. They didn't make her roller skate to show? Oh, so what'd she do? I don't know. Did we did we did we miss somebody left sharking? Uh, yeah, well, there were a couple of those things. Like there was a guy who got in the background. Did you see the guy who got thrown? Like like they were tossing people up in the air yeah. at the introduction. There's a guy in the back where you'll see the video. Dude gets like everybody's getting like thrown up like ten fifteen feet. Mm-hmm. Dude got thrown like thirty feet up in the air. And it was like, did he ever come down? We don't know. He's somewhere still flying. Then there was a guy, like, they had, like, oh, this is going to be a drop. But they had a bunch of people on poles. And there's this dude on the pole tumbled, just fell down, fell off of it. Oh, wow. It was the Usher halftime show was great, but I'm finding out I missed a lot of things I should have been looking for. So many Easter eggs. Yeah. God. Let's go back and watch it. 
Go back and watch it again. No, now I have to. Me and Jason Kelsey. We'll have a watch party. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, um, speaking of stupid things that you may have missed, uh, LeBron James and Steph Curry teammates? I have uh, Taylor Swift, 127 pounds. Mm. The internet said so. That and more. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. The fleshy weight. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. The super team up you didn't know you needed. There's been plenty of smoke, fire, whatever you want to call it, around LeBron James and what he will or won't do with his team option next year with the Los Angeles Lakers. But it also, uh, there's been reporting from ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski and uh, Ramona Shelburne, I have an article up on ESPN detailing that uh, Joe Lacob, owner of the Golden State Warriors, made a call to Jeannie Buss, owner of the Lakers, a owner-to-owner trade. Owner-to-owner. Screw you, Rob Palenka and whoever Bob Myers replaced. Oh, it's Mike uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr., Jesuit High Zone. There you go. Yeah, I went through that in my own brain in real time. Yeah, there you go. We got you there. Yeah, screw you guys. We're going to go owner-to-owner here. Well, because it was a transaction that involved uh, the biggest face in the NBA, LeBron James. LeBron James. And Jeannie Buss apparently told Joe Lacob that while LeBron James was not available for trade, it was also incumbent upon her to make sure her players are always satisfied with where they are and content with their life with the Lakers. And if they wanted to discuss this idea with Rich Paul, LeBron James' agent at Clutch Sports, that they were open to it. And... Rich Paul, the NBA stepdad. Yes. Uh, apparently, it didn't come to anything further, but um, the, the conversations were had, and LeBron James ultimately decided he, at, the lav- at the 11th hour that he wanted to stay with the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. I would imagine that if LeBron James was going to make a change, he wants to make it in the offseason. Boy, what would that look like, though, for Golden State? Which I'm glad this didn't happen for the sake of the Blazers pick that they own of the Golden State Warriors. Right. But that what what does that look like as far as a trade goes? Because you'd have to give up. Uh, you're probably having to give up. Oh, boy. Andrew Wiggins. Off the top of my head, it would probably be Wiggins, Kaminga. That's the Wiggins. Which is also a, a Jonathan Kaminga has a nickname you should not Google either. Definitely not. That only gets you about halfway there, salary wise. Oh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Oh, so CP three. Uh, he's only, Andrew he's, Wiggins because he has a non guarantee on his on his deal next year. So, uh, so Chris and, Paul. Hey, they should have done that. Chris Paul could have finally gotten his Laker trade he was hoping for. There you go. <laughs> That'd be great if Adam Silver came over the top. It's like no. Pulls a David For the second Stern. time, <laughs> nope. You will not be a Laker. No. Um, but there has been a lot of discussion around LeBron James and where he will, where, where he or will or won't end up. There's also reporting in here that Daryl Morey made a phone call to Rob Palenka, also inquiring about LeBron James because that's what Daryl Morey does. Anytime there's just anything and any kind of smoke, any blood in the water, whatever euphemism you want to use, and Rob Palenka countered by asking him uh, if Joel Embiid was available. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That's great. And Daryl Morey again said, uh... Por no? No. <laughs> so, the interesting thing about this is to remember that Ramona Shelburne, who is the ESPN writer on this, is Jeannie Buss's BFF. And none of these stories, this doesn't get leaked without permission. 
So think about who this helps. One, it helps the Warriors. See, Steph, look, we tried. We tried to go get you LeBron James, the greatest player of all time. No, we really cared. No, honest, promised. We we really went to try to go do something. Also, we, we pursued Alex Caruso. And we made an offer of one of those Trace Jackson Davis, a first round pick, and Moses Moody. Really as good as LeBron James. Yeah. Um so yeah, about that. Um the other side of this is the the Lakers used to say is look, uh, we care about LeBron. We want his well-being to be considered. We're not holding him hostage or failing to cooperate with Rich Paul or like they're playing their own games because Rich Paul and LeBron James were playing their own games leading up to this. LeBron James with his New York colors that he wore in the interview with the I love New York towel after the game with the hourglass emoji, oh. all those things. Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, and, if you, and if you wonder why Leon Rose, the GM of the New York Knicks, and Rich Paul were seen together leading up in all of this, it wasn't just to have discussions around repairing their relationships with the Knicks. There's been long rumored notes about LeBron James going to the Knicks for years. Well, you remember the we the can first go time the, he was in Cleveland. We can go all the way back to the decision yeah. where Knicks fans were like, "Oh, he's doing it in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's so close. He's going to announce he's coming to the Knicks. It's going to happen. It's going to happen." Wrong, wrong, wrong. But all there's none of this stuff gets out, particularly conversations between owners. Yeah. Without, number one, them wanting to get, have it come out, and, and two, kind of saying, put this out there for us. I think the biggest thing out here is that the, the Lakers know that the writing is on the wall here, that LeBron James will not be part of their future next year because of, look, the the, the Bronny situation. He's been telling everybody. He has honestly been telling everybody that will listen. When Bronny gets into the NBA, wherever he is at is where I will play. Bronny is not a lottery pick. Bronny will end up in the NBA somewhere. He sh- if he's smart, he should not go to the NBA next year. <laughs> but if the dream is to play with Pops and, and to get there as fast as you can, go ahead. Leave leave USC after this year. Go to the NBA. Somebody's going to take a flyer on you because your dad is LeBron James. He's still got a lot of tread on those tires, and he's going to be playing next year. And they're going to want that. So I, I think that this is also the signal that, hey, for Laker fans, brace yourself. LeBron's not going to be here next year. This is the the preempt. Absolutely, like, I think setting, that is the main set, motivating setting the tone there. of like, look, there's already discussions about LeBron uh, on his way out. You know, they're already calling. See, we're doing the right thing. We aren't looking to shop him. We're leaving it up to Rich Paul and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It's getting ahead of the narrative. Absolutely, and, and that's what the Lakers have always done. And they're they're really good at it. And this is why they stumble and fall on their face. Uh, uh, largely, which also should be noted, we haven't talked about it. Mitch Kupchak was not good at his job in L.A., and uh, it turns out he wasn't in Charlotte either. He was fired. Well, he wasn't fired. He was moved to a position uh, where he's no longer front and center as a GM. I, yeah, I, I have a hey Milton, you can get your red swing line in the basement. But... I have a working theory on this. They had him do the dirty work of cutting and slashing. Getting Gordon Hayward out, PJ Washington trade, uh, drafting Brandon Miller. <laughs> well, that was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Kupchak went from all from everything I understand. Kupchak and the new ownership group wanted Scoot Henderson. <laughs> Michael Jordan wanted Brandon Miller. 
boy, the ripple effect of that one. It's an interesting one, certainly. Um, but also, do you think it's any coincidence that Miles Bridges' charges being dropped and Mitch Kupchak moving to the front office as a, a kind of leadership quasi role? Do you think that those things may be linked? I I think they are. Yeah, they they said okay. Now the nasty stuff's gone. You've slashed the payroll. You've reset the roster. You got us back to our our new spot while also taking the hit for Miles Bridges. Now we can move on and get the new guy in here without them having the black mark of having all of that on them. Which Brandon Miller playing well. Brandon Miller's playing out of his freaking mind right now. Sixteen four and then two assists and a steal a game on forty four and thirty eight percent shooting. Yeah, the, that's not too shabby. Rook. Where it gets interesting is you start looking at what he has done over the last, mm, let's go, 15 games. Last 10, he's at 22-4-2-1-1 on uh, 47 and 37%. Yeah, Brandon Miller over the last 15 games, 21-5-3. Not bad. Shooting 49-39-87. Not bad. Yeah, no, he's been really good. It's Honestly, it mimics what he did at Alabama. Where he started a little bit slow, and then he came on down the stretch, and you went, "Oh, this guy's six foot nine with a ratchet." Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Uh, people that watch him play. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a good place to be. All right, coming up next, we will reset with our number three. And uh, do, do we want to do want to go back to the 49er stuff? Because the the, the IU stuff is. Interesting, and this is just one of many dominoes that are going to fall, uh, I think, for the San Francisco 49ers and teams around the league as they look to see what options uh, are out there on fifth-year guys that are being picked up. Dan and Dusty, Danny the Fan. Whether you're a duck or whether you're a beaver, your fantasy team needs a new receiver. It's Danny and Dusty at lunchtime every day. Maybe you're a tortured fan of Rip City. Danny and Dusty are here to take pity, hoping there's not a center with bad knees on the way. Talking noon till three, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Yep, I'm singing again, cause they haven't said I can't. Danny and Dusty love the teams the rest of us revile. Raising a Blazers banner would make it all worthwhile. Noon till three. An Odyssey station. Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty. On a wonderful Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Dusty's wearing his rose-tinted heart glasses. Jeff Rust is wearing his reverse Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Jake the Hater said it should be called the Audubon. Uh, it, he's... <laughs> He's getting the he's paying off the bet today. He lost <laughs> our Pac-12 bowl pick 'em. Oh. So if you're watching on uh YouTube or Twitch, go ahead and assume that he's just making his own fa- fashion statement mm. and this is going to be what he's going to have on his face for a while. But the bet was the winner of our bowl prep got to shave, shave the loser. mustache on the loser. No, just say just say, say just shave the loser. New, <laughs> new. No. I don't want that. That's it was very funny walking walking to the bathroom to go film this. It's an undertaker undertaking. I don't want as, is as shaving his stash. We walk or, in or there and I tell our sales team, "Oh, it's okay. We're just going into the bathroom to shave Jeff Rust." Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll be out in like an hour and a half. <laughs> He's got a swim meet coming up. <laughs> Need some help. You just hear that kick uh, on to the Clippers. I read something the other day. It said, uh, uh, like in an old Olympics race, uh, Mark Spitz told, apparently told the, this could just also be completely full of S, but uh, told the Russian swim coach that his mustache made him faster. And then the next year they came and all the Russians were uh, sporting mustaches. Oh, I, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. It wicks the water away. <laughs> but everybody was anticipating I would go Hitler stash. So, no, uh, Michael Jordan pulled that off in the Haynes ad that we all know. Nobody has pulled this off effectively. This look right here that Jeff Rust has. So until now, we have given him the new look, and uh, you can see it at Danny and Dusty on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch if if you're streaming the show. Welcome aboard. And a photo Indeed. has been posted on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that up there. Mm. Yeah, no, no, it's going to live on in perpetuity. You weren't you weren't skating that. That's actually now in the Library of Congress mm. forever. It, is. it should be that tweet. <laughs> It's going to be there. <laughs> it's going to be funny. It's like idiocracy of the Library of Congress is just the history of Twitter. And it's, you can access like, Look at this want. guy. Look at this guy's face. Hector Macho Camacho is actually sporting the Autobahn. <laughs> it's a revered, it's a revered facial hair. Uh, only, only elected leaders can wear. This man was on radio and internet. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he must have been well respected. <laughs> I love hot wives too. <laughs> Damn right. It's a whole look you got going with your I love my hot wife shirt. Love it. Well, speaking of looks, uh, the look uh, that Brandon Ayuk has, not great right now. No, we mentioned this when we were talking Steve Wilkes, but the, the idea that he wants out of San Francisco because of the Super Bowl, he gets three catches for 49 yards. Apparently, according to his girlfriend and his best friend, which means it's also coming from him. This is why we're gone. And yesterday they had their clean out your locker day, and he said he wants to be somewhere where he can win a Super Bowl. Hmm. You just played for one, and you lost. Hmm. Where does he think? So is he going to Kansas City? Then is that what he wants to do? Because you want to go ahead and think you're going to get more targets. Go to Kansas City, Brandon Ayuk, because they will throw the ball to who is open. <laughs> And you were going up against Legereus Sneed. You were going up against Trent McDuffie. The Chiefs are nails, man. And out of out of everything, um, the tragedy that has struck the Super Bowl parade is that Steve Spagnuolo has re-upped as a defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones inebriated, got on stage and was talking about how he's going to stay in Kansas City and he's not going to go anywhere. I don't know where they're going to find the money to do it, but apparently Chris Jones wants to stay. His agent isn't happy about it, it one bit. His agent tweeted up, okay, time to turn off the alcohol, please, thank you, bye. And the 49ers, though, this is what happens when you lose Super Bowls, is that there's going to be somebody who is disgruntled mm-hmm. and they are going to make their feelings known you know right what? away. And it look, there's not time for t- there's no cool down zone here. The more I dig into this, the more I think maybe Ayuk has a point. That he should leave. That he should leave, yeah. <laughs> oh, because you found out that you well, you hate the Chiefs more. What if he goes to the Chiefs? Because I mean, th- th- there's maybe just a little bit of a reason why, uh, as his friend says on uh, IG, this is the exact reason why we leave in San Francisco. Thank you for nice for drafting my brother. We are forever grateful. The third tag, BA to if I squint, that says Vegas and a pirate flag. Oh, going Ayuk to the Raiders. Ayuk to the Raiders. Right huh? division, different team. Ayuk and Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. 
Doesn't... Go ahead and play for Aiden O'Connell. Well, they'll, they'll, they're going to draft a quarterback. Go ahead. They're going to find a quarterback. And play with, who's a Bears? Luke Getze is your oh, offensive God. coordinator. Go ahead. You're not going to be the number one option there because Devontae Adams plays there. Devontae Adams is going to be the number one option wherever he goes. You are not going to be. But the it'll be number, number two. One. It'll be number two to step up. Dude, you're not. You're not going to get what seventy five catches for thirteen hundred yards. I don't know. Devontae Adams has been uh, even even underused. Has put up better numbers than that. As the number one. Yeah, just, just saying. As the number one. Luke Getzey will figure it out. That's what he does, Dusty. No. That's what he does. Actually, Brandon and I go to Vegas. <laughs> go to Vegas. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. I would love to see it work out for you there, pal. Who does number two work for? In Vegas, though, not for everybody. Sauce Gardner had a tweet. Mm. Mm. Sauce Gardner, Jets corner. Yes. He was at the Super Bowl. With his giant sauce chain. It's a great chain. It's a great chain. He said, I was in Vegas, and long story short, somebody did a card trick, and I'm one million percent sure that the cards were in my palms. At the end, he said, now it's a block of glass. Move your hand. And a block of glass was in my hands instead of the cards. I'm not going back to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Sauce Gardner (laughs) was freaked out by a street magician, and he's never going back. He went Harrison Ford with with, uh, Mind Freak. When he's get out of my house, he's like, "Have you ever seen that?" When, he, when he's, when he, he's oh, like, "What is this witchcraft?" I'm out. I'm never coming open back. The apple and the card is in the apple. Harrison Ford has like a full on like mental breakdown. He looks at him and he goes, "Get the bleep out of my house, witch!" Like he like, like there's like ten percent. Holy crap, that was insane. Blow my mind. The other ninety percent is you're a devil. Yeah, that like, was like there's real fear in his face. But do you remember how scared Sauce was when the Mentalist came on Hard Knocks to the Jets facility? Okay, so he's he's got an earpiece, right? I have no that, idea. That's how that, that like that's how that's how that has to work. It has to be an earpiece. No idea how that works, but it didn't seem like. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. That's a really good question. And the Mentalist was right though. Because he told Miko Hardman, remember Miko Hardman's whole thing was, "I'm going to win a Super Bowl." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "You're going to win. Your team will win a Super Bowl this year." He was right. Miko Hardman's team did win a Super Bowl. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> it just won the Jets, which makes it even better. Long con, got him. <laughs> trade your ass back to Kansas City. Oh, speaking of long cons, which fifth-year options are worth or not worth picking up for NFL teams and the decisions they have to make? Coming up next year on Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. Don't go changing to try and please me. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Never let me down before. On this wonderful Valentine's Day, groovy music. Jeff Rust has got his sexy voice, huh? This is our song. Me and our, Agent ours? Rust. Our song? Well, I mean, ours and me and my wife. My, oh. My, my oh. hot wife. Oh. Yes. Your hot wife. My hot wife. Can it be our song, too? Sure. Why not? I like you just the way you are. Billy Joel's for everybody. You know, I was uh, born on May the 4th to be with you because of Billy Joel. Hmm. Ooh. Interestingly enough, yeah, my wife and I, we don't have a song. Oh, wow. Who'd you dance to at your wedding? Uh, we got married in COVID. Oh. 
All right. We've actually talked about that. Like, that should we, should we find one? It's a courthouse. Oh, uh, okay. Did that prevent you from dancing? Kind of. I've <laughs> seen some folks dancing coming out of the courthouse <laughs> before. <laughs> Free. Not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> if the glove doesn't fit. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> suck it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom wanted to go to the Billy Joel concert in May of 1984. Hmm. And so she she drank the, ca- was it castor oil? Mm. And induced labor. And, and I'll be damned, she was at that Billy Joel concert, and I was like three days old. There we go. <laughs> there you go. I think my mom used to party with two R's. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Is I that, don't care what you say like, anymore. This is my life. Yeah, I was. Uh, she's like, I'm going to have none of this. <laughs> I will not have this child <laughs> get in the way of me enjoying the Billy Joel concert. Yeah. Don't mess with the piano, man. So here I am. Your mom and NFL GMs kind of having to make the same decision. Hers was to go to the concert, not GMs, whether or not to uh, keep not, their own not children. Not the smoothest of segues yeah, right tried. there. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Radio professional? No, no. Just because I've done it for years now does not make me a professional. But uh, NBA teams do, NBA, NFL teams uh, do have. Stop. You like that? Nope, 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 let, nope I can't, nope, I can't nope. gloss over it. Maybe, maybe Danny doesn't have a, a song because of COVID. <laughs> I recommend Disturbs Down with the Sickness. It's a text we just got. Mm, I like it. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. And you're a metalhead. It is. My wife hates metal, though. So, <laughs> which, I mean, maybe it's fitting. Uh, all right. Uh, NFL like GMs. NFL GMs. They have to make decisions on the yeah. 2021 first round draft picks, whether or not they're going to pick up their options. Yeah. Th- this is an interesting wrinkle that we have this year specifically because usually, like, you either have your yeses or your noes, and it's pretty clear. And this year, make no mistake, there's a lot of guys that you can just say, yep. yes. Jamar Chase, yes. Trevor Lawrence, yep. obviously, yes. But then there's some tough ones that you have. I mean, in one of them is the centerpiece of he could be on the trade block. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what do you do with Justin Fields? If you're the Bears and you're smart, you trade him, which means they'll keep him. So Justin Fields, you'd have to pick up his fifth year option, twenty two million, and you have to do it by May first, I believe. And it was because he's played so much. So there's three different categories that you have here, or actually four different categories that you have. You have the basic fifth-year option for a first-round pick, and mm-hmm. this is only pertains to first-round picks from the 2021 draft. Trey so, Lance, you think his is getting picked up? You have the, you have your first three years, and after the third season, you have to pick up that out option or not, mm-hmm. and then he'll be a free agent after your this four. 2024 yeah. season. So there's the basic one, and they're all scaled based on where you were slotted and what your pay was. And then there's escalators. There's a playing time escalator. So if you've played uh, a certain amount of snaps, I think it's 75% of the snaps Mm -hmm. in in the first three seasons or two of the first three seasons. Then you have, if you've made one Pro Bowl or if you've made two Pro Bowls, there's escalators for all of those things on what the fifth-year option will be. And your three multiple Pro Bowlers are Jamar Chase, Patrick Sertan II, and Micah Parsons. Guess what? Those guys getting picked up. No brainer. Trevor Lawrence, no brainer. But Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, those guys are probably no's. Panay Sewell. But that's a 100% yes. But then you have your question mark guys. Mm -hmm. And I think a big question mark guy 
is Justin Fields. For sure. But if he gets traded, there's no doubt that team is picking up his his fifth-year option because you want him for that extra year. Yeah, because that's the whole point is you're trading for him. The other one in here, the quarterback, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a... Uh, I think the, the New England Patriots are going to try and draft a quarterback. I don't think they go first-round quarterback mm. but because they've got so many other holes. And this is the problem with Mac Jones. Your offensive line... Hell, we talked to Bill Burr. This is weird. Mm. Uh, we talked to Bill Burr. <laughs> talked to Bill Burr about the Patriots. In hour number one. And the point is is correct. I was talking about this. The offensive line and the wide receivers were dreadful for the Patriots say, this year. I love how Bill Bird like went straight into like very distinguished sports analyst. But yeah, but he was right yeah. in that Mac Jones didn't have a damn chance. No way. The Patriots fans agreeing. So if this is, I think that when you have so many other holes to fill, what are you going to do? You're going to go out and draft Bo Nix and say, hey, play behind this crappy offensive line and with these garbage receivers, and we're going to expect something different from you. We would call it the Mario Cristobal experience. <laughs> you just go, well, except for he has a really good offensive That's line. That's true, yeah. He, he always has a really <laughs> good true. offensive That's line. I, that was, was a bit of a cheap shot of Cristobal. But. That I so that's why I think they probably do pick up that fifth year option, and then they go down the road of all right. We got to bolster the offensive line. We actually have to get him some legitimate targets with an actual GM making the picks and not Bill Belichick evaluating wide receiver talent, which is god awful over his twenty years. And then you give him a chance. I think he gets that fifth year option. What do you do with a guy like Kyle Pitts though in Atlanta? I mean, some will say that should be a no-brainer. I would 100% pick it up, particularly after firing your coach. But you go, all right, now we're going to try to feed the beast here and and see if we can do that. They did it with Drake London, and it was like, turns out, really good. Really good idea. Maybe, I don't know, involve Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and B. John Robinson and go, hey, this three-headed monster, if we get a quarterback there who's worth a damn and a coach who can call an offense, maybe, just maybe, they'll be successful. Speaking of that, the Steelers have a tough one with Najee Harris, too. Najee Harris is a guy where you saw him come to life and he's had these spurts where you're like, damn, he can be pretty good. I think- but he's also in a system where you're like, all right, can is Arthur Smith, do we want to give him this money banking that he will pop under Arthur Smith and have him for two more years? Mm. Arthur Smith has always been, his running backs have never been the issue. Yeah. His so, running backs have never been the issue. The flip side is, his number is only 6.6. And so you, that so I think seems, you probably do it. But if is that going to hamper you if and you're not completely void of talent in the backfield, but if you bring in another quarterback this year and you're going to have to pay him more money, or if you whether it's trade for Justin Fields, where whether it is Justin Fields, or say you go out and make a run at Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and you say, all right, Kirkers, we're going to put you in the 40, black and gold. $40 million. And Ugh. there's no... God, the only team dumb enough would be the Vikings, <laughs> and they, go ahead. Just <laughs> riddle yourself in mediocrity at $40 million for Kirk Cousins. And I do not want to hear... I know we're going to see him. The text defending Kirk Cousins, he is not. <laughs> Don't. Whatever Don't you are saying it. about his stats and how good he No. No. He's a wonderful compiler. You can have great stats and not have it. In no. in that it factor is, will he lift your team in the most crucial times I, I and situations? I thought the it factor you were going to say is the it that he is missing is his Achilles. Well, that too. <laughs> so, but Pittsburgh isn't a tough one with... Uh, with Najee Harris, but speaking of Achilles, 
in New York, Elijah Vera Tucker, yeah. who's an offensive lineman, dude has played on every single position on the O-line. He ruptured his Achilles, mm-hmm. and he had a knee injury the year before. But when he plays, he's your most reliable offensive he's, lineman. He's not just a, it's not even just a reliable offensive lineman. He's a you know a Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman. So you got to know what. But he's like, not healthy. But the injury stuff is particularly that position. And my God, that team's line has been beat to death the last couple of years. So you just kind of go, do you move on? These are there. There are some legitimate question marks, and I think everybody's eyes are those set on Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the biggest albatross of this whole thing because his number is going to be at $22 million for that fifth year. Not this next year, but the year after because you have to pick it up before their fourth season. And the draft, I think, is essentially a week before. Million. So they're, they're going to make that decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, dra- the draft is April 24th? Yeah, it's the last week in April. Okay, so you... The, over those couple of days, you'll I think the decision will be made about what's going to happen there. And if he's traded, it's, it gets picked up. Like if, if Justin Fields 100%. gets traded, it gets picked up. If he's still with the Bears, I think there's a chance that it doesn't get picked up. As weird as that seems, as weird as it seems, I think you pick it up and then you deal him. Mm. You know, you pick it up knowing that you, hey, we're not trading you a guy with an expiring contract this year. You'll have one year of a, a runway with him. Okay. Yeah, and because I think that's how it may work because you may want to trade him post June, June one, uh, to get a little bit of cap alleviation mm-hmm. um, for you instead of trading him with his big number and then and breaking it up a little bit. But I I think Justin Fields I think it get his fifth year option gets picked up. <laughs> I think he's good. Good but for him. Not Zach Wilson. Not no. Trey Lance though. No. Those especially after Woody Johnson threw Zach Wilson under. My the bus. God. I mean, if you're trying to trade a guy, you don't do it publicly, hey, buddy. Man. You're the one that signed off on drafting him. To say we didn't have a competent backup, you drafted him second overall. Mm. <laughs> I think that says more about the Jets. God, I mean that that quarterback class is just shaping up to be a disaster. Good. Outside Trevor Lawrence, he yeah, could, he could carry it. He Mine. could carry it. Yeah, I mean, if he turns into a Hall of Famer, there you go. Yeah. I mean, look at that draft, though, outside of the, the quarterback. Oh, outside of that, though. I mean, you get past Wilson, Lance, Pitts, Chase, Waddle, Sewell, Sewell. Horn, Sertan, Devonta, and then Fields. Then Parsons, Slater, Vera Tucker. I mean, my goodness. That is a that is a phenomenal top 14 out of, what, three bad picks? Yeah, most of them quarterbacks. The quarterbacks. The rest of them, I, I don't see an issue with any of those picks. Nah. And you, yeah, no, that that's a good top 14. If you, if, you, if you go into any draft with that much talent coming out of it, I think you've done good. Absolutely. All right, come up next. We're going to pivot gears, go to the NBA, and listen, uh, on a day when uh, something horrible happened, I want to say get your hate out of your heart. I kind of like seeing the hate back in the NBA. Sorry. It is what it is. But first, here's a big Kahuna Sports Center update. You ever had a big Kahuna burger? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. So the last couple of weeks, I've, I've talked to NBA players about this. The uh, 
lovey-dovey on the court stuff. A lot of players are kind of tired of it. They, they want to see some animosity. They want to see teammates rally around each other and hate other teams again. The kumbaya era of the NBA seems to be kind of coming to an end. Is Beefs are coming back. I'm here for those on-court beefs. They have been too lovey-dovey, too yeah. nice. You know, the super team culture was a bridge too far mm-hmm. where everybody was playing nice just because I, I may want to team up with you later. We've gotten back to a place, and I think the NBA has done a really good job of building a CBA to where they were like, this isn't good for the sport. No, And they've gotten to a place where they, they went, all right, what we're going to do is create a system in which you get penalized heavily yes. for trying to create a super team. And it ain't going to be good for you, and you're going to lose buku bucks if and you do And the longevity of your franchise is going to be harmed because you, the the tools and machinations that you have normally to work with get drastically reduced. Yes. Um, a couple of beefs in the NBA right now. Damian Lord and Patrick Beverly, who are now teammates. It's a real one. It's 100% a real one. For and by the way, the first two games they were not sitting anywhere close to each other on the bench. Look, Pat Bev said he has to work out his relationship with Dame. He's not wrong. Dame has has no love for that man. No. None. No. It was not a fake beef. Will Dame put it aside for the chance at a title? Yes. Yes, he will. I think everybody should. Yeah. But if you think it's like, oh, it's just for show, no, no. <laughs> Dame Dame does not bleep with that man. Not one bit. Uh, another Portland-centric rivalry that has been brooding and brewing and now is really kind of taking over now is one between Yusuf Nurkic and Draymond Green. Obviously, Draymond Green hit Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic with a spinning back fist. No, Nurkic uh, is right. Just ask Charles Barkley. Yeah, that resulted in Draymond Green being suspended for 15 games. Uh, also resp- uh, uh, had Yusuf Nurkic uh, respond by saying, that brother needs help. If they get Nurkic back... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, yeah, if, I, if somebody hit me with a spinning back fist, I wouldn't be thrilled about it. No. No? High on your list of things that have happened to you? Probably not. Okay, well, uh, the Suns and Warriors played the other night, and well, Dre, to be fair, played Yusuf Nurkic off the floor, and then Yusuf, well, Yusuf Nurkic went into postgame and decided to say that he, after saying he forgave uh, Draymond Green, says he takes it all back, and in fact, it's just a matter of time before he hurts somebody else. Well, Draymond Green does what he does and immediately went to his podcast and said... The little guy goes in the media and he says, I take my words back. He doesn't deserve another chance. It's only a matter of time before he hits someone else. And quite frankly, I would love to know, why is it only a matter of time before I hit someone else? Because I've destroyed him. You're just not good enough. You're not good enough offensively. You had Steph Curry on post-ups and you got nothing. Um, Quite frankly, outweighs me by 80 pounds and six inches. Little guy tries to post up, tries to back me down only to shoot a hook shot from the dotted, not the restricted area, from the dotted line in the paint, which means you made no progress on getting towards the rim, slapping the floor, the whole thing. And quite frankly, you're just not good enough to do things like that. You see clowns like that do things like that. And it's actually very disrespectful to the game. It's disrespectful to the player that you're doing it to. And the clown decides to kind of turn his body towards me. All right, well, bring your chest here. 
Because now your shoulders should meet my chest. You should get put in the rim. And then that's what happened. Oh, and by the way, we all can do the little slap the floor too small celebration. Love it. Love it. First of all, calling Yusuf Nurkic a little guy at seven foot, 300 pounds. Can we is... just take the microphone away from Draymond? Well, and then, no, it, no, but, I want it there. But I no, want it there. There's a lot of truth to what he's saying, though. Yeah. How sick did we all get of Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic not playing strong despite the fact he's, he's seven foot, 300 pounds. pounds? But calling him little guy. Oh, gosh. It, there's truth in what Nur what Draymond is saying about Nurk. There, one hundred percent is, but he's also so out to lunch. Yeah. What? Why in the world would I say they say it's a matter of time before I hit someone again? Because of who you are. Because all of your history. <laughs> because you used to kick dudes in the nuts all the just, time. Just because gestures generally. You punched him. <laughs> because, because you, you knocked you, out your teammate. Because you lumped him. Choked out Rudy Gobert. <laughs> like. Because of all of these things, Draymond, that's why. Yeah. So, there, but there's truth, and then there's just stupidity, and this is where it's like I can't take you seriously with these classes. Give me a, give me an actual rivalry with two guys that have some credibility to them. Oh no, I love a dumb rivalry too. This one is give just like dumb rivalry. Give me something. Gracious. Give me something other than honestly. I think one one of the biggest contributions to this, and this is an example of this, is the foreign player. Luka, Giannis, Jokic, Nurkic. You look around the league, and the guys that are causing the most issues, ruffling the most feathers, are the guys that are playing the game overseas first. They come from war-torn areas. They come from tough backgrounds. They come from places that a lot of the American players used to come from. And not the comforts of AAU, not the comforts of developing in a college system where your pockets are lined with money. And so you have a nastiness to these guys that I think is real. Do we think that is what Nurk has here? Because yeah. I don't see that. Like I don't I don't see that. I know Nurk's background and Nurk's history, but But his willingness to engage. His willingness to engage, but then you have Draymond Green is the gasoline to this fire Look, the whole time. Also, like Draymond or Nurk is like, I said we should forgive him, and now I take it back. Right? Nurk's like, Nurk's change post injury is real. It it is real. He used to use his physicality significantly more before he broke his leg. Yeah, and I I snapped I, it. I don't judge him for that change because of just mentally was that what that does to you. But I do think the instigatory nature and kind of how he has always played. Have a nice summer. Like remember, like he he has always kind of had that edge. He has got under people's skin. He has gotten people. Who was it from the, the uh, from the Sacramento Kings that wanted to rush the Blazers' locker room and came came after Nurk? Was it wasn't Willie Cauley Stein? It was some other backup big. This kind of stuff has happened all the time because the, the, uh, I just keep going back to the Demarcus Cousins Myers Leonard beef that they had. Yeah. <laughs> when you said Kings, and I was like, wait, which was no, funny because Myers did bother Demarcus Cousins like three straight games. It was the, the the boogie stopper was a real thing. It's dumb as that was, but no, there's there's a there's been a change in the NBA, and a, a lot of guys, particularly a lot of the foreign players, have. They play with a, a certain edge that has been missing in the NBA because you have the the banana boat crew, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, that kind of forced these this super team era on everybody. And so there was 
the kumbaya era of, of the Olympic teams that came together. That's how Kyrie and KD ended up going together to New York. It was a plan that was set forth years before. And now that we're getting past that and you're getting the more back and forth and you're getting players possibly staying with teams longer, the longer they stay with teams, the more likely you are to develop rivalries. The more likely you are to develop rivalries, the more you're likely to get these kind of instances. And so I, I want think, it. look, why is Draymond Green at, the, at, at in, in all of this, in it matters because the Warriors have won. Because he's a knucklehead. Yes, but it, because the Warriors, if the Warriors had won, who would he be? Just some, he would still be a cheap shot guy. <laughs> I he, think so. He'd be Dylan Brooks. Yeah, and I'm happy Dylan Brooks is going to be the the villain that we want for a few more years. Draymond Green is quickly. You, you've seen the deterioration of his game and what he he still brings a lot to the floor for the Warriors, but nowhere near the impact he once had. No, and you're seeing in this six-game winning streak that they've had, though, that the, the biggest part of this has been how good Draymond has been. He's been outstanding. But bottom line, give me more of this. Give me more mas- yes. more nasty. Give me more back and forth. Give me more instigo- instigo- Let me laugh stuff. at how out of touch you are with who you are as a person, too, because I think that's a big mm. part of it. You know, Draymond just being completely out of touch with who he is. I thought you said about me personally. I was like, wow. Oh no, no. Well, I mean, we can call, we can put lump you in there. Yeah, we can, we can do, we can do that. But how completely out of touch he is (laughs) with who he is. Why would you say that? Because of who you are. Yeah, that's why Nurk said it. So, Uh, yeah. I don't know if we should continue with every player having a podcast and new media being all that different. But uh, I, I like dumb rivalries. We need more of them. Spark more of them coming up. That's all I want to see. All right, coming up next, put a nice little bow on today's show before we hand you off to Isaac Sue here on Danny and Duddy, Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. I remember all my life Raining down as cold as I Shadows of a man A face through a window Flying in the night Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. As we're wrapping things up here on Danny and Dusty, I guess time to give you an update on the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. One person uh, is deceased. Ten to 15 people were injured, and officially two people have been taken into custody. Three, three of the 10 to 15 that were injured are in critical condition Five in serious condition, and one has non-life-threatening injuries. The conditions of the others were not immediately known. And there's a lot of reports that are out there uh, about, you know, there's several children that are going to the Children's Mercy Hospital. When the police kind of gave their briefing of what uh, they know at this time, they said they didn't have any knowledge of, of children being injured in the shooting. But the aftermath and the fact that people are just running every which way there are injuries on top of that. I mean, we talked about this in our number one and uh, you can go back and listen to it on the, in the audio vault on the podcast. But I think that what we, where we are at right now, again, we need to start having serious conversations and they, they start with you and your families, your communities. And then we start branching this thing out because we're avoiding this for far too long. And it pisses me off every time we see this happening. Every single time. And the, the, there's multiple other shootings or today yeah, around the one, country. One in D.C., one in Florida. One in Atlanta, too, at yes, a high school in Atlanta. Atlanta. High school. This happens 
fart in this is six year anniversary of the Parkland, Parkland shooting Parkland. today. Yep. What's enough is, is enough, damn it. What's and we need is that to now have we can have an anniversary basically every day of yeah. an anniversary of some mass shooting. And we need to get to the core of this issue and we need to start putting pressure on the decision makers. Um, but it starts with us and it starts in our homes and we have to have these difficult conversations and we need to think about the people that are affected by this because it's to the point now where we've all been affected by it in one way or another. And it, it, every time it happens, we can't just sit here and look away. And this is a day that was supposed to be a celebration of the Kansas City Chiefs winning a back-to-back Super Bowls. And here we are again having a conversation about another tragedy. That I'm sick of it. It's disgusting. It makes me sick to my stomach, and it, it needs to stop, man. It needs to stop. All right. Yeah, well said. It's he- heavy, heavy end of the show. Yeah, I mean, but you know, that's the whole point is talking about it. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Shout out um, to Bill Burr for coming on. Yeah, we had Bill Burr on. Check that out in the in the podcast. He joined us at twelve fifty. We started the show with such a you know, fun, fun, fun note. We did. Yeah. We did. I'm and, like, selfishly, I'm glad we didn't have him come on later. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but here we are, and uh, this is all this is all part of it, though. Having the difficult discussions that they're not easy to have. All right, uh, that'll do it for us today. Up next, you got four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's primetime with Isaac and Sue. Bye. The fleshy way. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.